This is an ABC podcast. ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off the Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. And welcome to Fresh Off the Field, the sporting pulse of the Pacific. My name is Bobby McCumber. I'm your host and I'm here live in Honiara for the Pacific Games, sitting in front of a gold medalist who we're going to be talking to very soon, just outside the National Stadium here in Honiara. It was hot today and I know I've said this every day, I think it was 30 degrees and 29. Today it was 31 and I tell you, it felt like 41. It was just grabbed you, you couldn't escape it, but I can't complain too much because I'm not competing like these athletes here for the Pacific Games. So many of them that we're going to catch up with in the show as well. We've got, well, we've got a lot going on. I've checked out multiple sports today. We went past the tennis. I had a look at some beach volleyball. I thought it was hot on the concrete, but I tell you, on that beach, whew, you don't want to be a beach volleyballer today. But Plenty of the guys did, and they did a fantastic job out there as well. We saw some Taekwondo. We have seen a lot. And today, oh, I've had another coconut. I just have to give you the update. Two today, actually. And I got a bargain. I've got to tell you, I got a bargain. And it was freezing. Just what you want when you get a coconut. You see the ones that sit up at the top of the esky? No. You've got to get the one at the bottom of the esky. They're the ones that are gold, and they're just, oh, goodness for your soul but that that and more not just the coconuts we've got so much sport happening in day nine of the pacific games uh let's have a look at the medal tally as it sits now new caledonia still top of the medal tally with over 150 medals including 67 gold Australia is sitting second at the moment. We've got Tahiti. Oh, and you can hear that cheer. I'll just stop the medal tally for a moment. As I mentioned, we are just outside the National Stadium and we've got some relays happening at the moment. So lots of people are cheering. Oh, hopefully we'll find out soon what has been happening there. Uh, Back to the medal tally. So Australia is sitting second, Tahiti third and Samoa fourth. Uh, Samoa are now five gold medals behind the Tahitians. Fiji in fifth and Solomon Islands and PNG are tied for sixth with 11 gold. Now get this, Nauru had one gold at the start of yesterday and have had a massive two days winning four gold and two silver all in the powerlifting. So they now sit ninth on the on the ladder for the uh, for the Pacific Games. Incredible. Micronesians. We had some Kiribati people on here as well. You know, I'm a very proud Kiribati woman, but it's good to see all those gold medals coming in the strength there. They might be small, but they are mighty, the Micronesians. And of course, we've got Nui and Toklao still looking for their first gold medal as well. Now, Speaking of medals, well, we're very fortunate to be here for the Pacific Games because we get to grab these athletes and speak to them pretty much just after they have ran their races and they come live on the show. Uh, my first guest for today is an Indigenous Australian and member of the Waka Waka people. I saw him win gold medal in the 100 metres last night. Yes, that's you. I'm talking about you. It is Caleb Law. Welcome to Fresh Off the Field, Caleb. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> now, I, I have mentioned that people are literally running and then coming on the show. You just finished your 200 yep. metre heat. How did you go in that? 
I did pretty good. I got first in my heat. I just tried to relax that one a bit because I've already done those three races, you know. <laughs> just trying to conserve as much energy as I can before the final. <laughs> I love it. You won it, but you took it easy. Oh, I can't imagine. I did see you last night, though, and you absolutely smashed it in the yeah. 100 metres. Congratulations on the gold. Thank you so much. How did it feel getting that gold medal when you just crossed the line and you beat a fellow Aussie. How did it feel getting that gold medal? It was awesome, you know, because I've been like, I've had, I've struggled with a big injury recently and this is my first big competition, but this is my first actual competition back competing. So it means a lot to just come out here and be able to race like I used to be able to and run against good friends like that. Yeah, running against your mates. Does it make yeah. it more competitive when you are friends with him? I mean, you love him off yeah. the track, but on the track, do you want to beat him more than anyone? No, yeah, for sure. Me and Lockie, we're training partners actually, so we train at home together. So <laughs> we know each other really well. So it's, it's super fun coming out to race him when you get to train with him all the time and it just makes it more interesting. <sighs> Brilliant. So you've won the 100 metre gold medal. You've just had the heat for the 200 metre that you won. That is your favourite event. Is yeah. that right? The 200 metre? Yeah, 200 metre is by far my favourite for sure. Uh, so when are we looking at finals for the 200 metres? So the finals would be, I think, I think they're late. They're about seven o'clock on Friday night. So the semis will be tomorrow, and then the finals will be later the night and Friday. Yeah, right. Uh, how have you enjoyed the Pacific Games so far? When did you arrive? I arrived here on Saturday, I think, I believe, last Saturday. And it's been good. I didn't, I was had a nice, chill little week, weekend adjusting to everything, adjusting to the climate, adjusting to the heat, training. And it's been pretty good, yeah. I like it here. So you're 19 years old. I imagine this is your first Pacific Games that you've competed in. Yeah, this is my first. How has the experience been being in the Solomon Islands and being amongst so many Pacific Islanders? No, it's awesome. The crowd here is so different to where I've ran before. Like, I've run in Colombia, I've run in... America, I've run a lot of countries and this is by far very different to those other countries. They're so much more louder than, like, let's say Americans, you know? <laughs> and as a proud Indigenous man, does it make you happy seeing all of these uh, Indigenous countries, just the pride that they show and no, coming yeah. and cheering and supporting for the athletes? No, it's awesome because you can just see how happy they are and how, like, like they just love being here and they just love like supporting each other it's, just, it's awesome to see yeah how do you adapt to tropical weather and I'm, I'm sure you've uh, competed in many different uh, environments but here specifically do you do anything different in your preparation i've definitely been going in the pool a lot more than i usually would yeah it's very hot it's very hot but like i'm from queensland it, it gets warm there but it's definitely not this warm and it, it, it warm isn't bad for a sprinter it's just if it gets over that that certain level of heat but yeah no I've been doing a lot of ice baths a lot of pool swimming and stuff like that just trying to cool up as much as I can yeah um how did you get into running in the first place were you always just a fast kid and someone picked you up or did you decide to do it yourself so I was I probably started when I was about 10 years old my I always my mum always thought I was I have a twin brother and she always thought I was pretty quick because I was always very competitive with my twin. Like, when we started walking, I would always try and walk faster than my <laughs> twin brother. So she, she kind of always wanted me to be a sprinter, and, like, that's how it kind of started. And then my auntie Carla, she was a 400-, 800-meter runner when she was younger, and so she was my first coach when I was about 10. Ah, so running's been in your family for a while. Yeah, yeah. Who have you looked up to? Who was a role model to you when you were running as a junior, or even now? I mean, you're still 19 years old. Um, well, I've always, I've always watched Kathy Freeman when I was younger. My mum loves Kathy, so, like, you know, when your mum loves something, you love something. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, no, Kathy for sure, she's been a big, like, inspiration to look up to, like, as a sprinter.
sprinter, fellow Indigenous sprinter as well. Yeah. How important do you think it is to have people like Cathy and yourself up there on the world stage and showing Indigenous people that, you know, you can be the best yeah. in the world? No, it's awesome. It's like, because I, I want to make the same changes Cathy did with her people. Like, I want to be able to make as much impact as she did. That's, that's my goal. Yeah, you're well on your way. You've got one gold medal here at the Pacific Games. You're doing incredible things at the World Athletics Championships as well. Is it right you were the first teenager to make the final of the 200 metres? Wait, in... in yeah. No, oh. sorry. Uh, that was for the World Athletics Championships. Oh, so no, I made the semi-finals. Oh, the semi-finals. Yeah, no, yeah. so I was the first teenager to make the semi-finals. I was 18. I made the semi-finals in the 200 metres yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was awesome. And speaking of bigger games, big events, Paris 2024, are you are you going to be competing there? What What's the goal? That's the goal, for sure. That's the end goal for this season will be the Olympics, qualifying for the Olympics. I want to... Yeah, I want to qualify for the Olympics and I want to to also run well at the Olympics as well. And in the Olympics, are you looking at doing both the 100 and 200 metres? For now, my mind is set on the 200 metres for the Olympics, but I've still got many months to decide if I want to also add in the 100. But for now, it's the 200 is my main goal, sure. What has been a highlight for you here at the Pacific Games so far in the Solomons? The final of the 100, for sure, being able to race my my good friend from home. So, yeah, no, that's been a big big highlight, yeah. If you win the 200 metre and you get gold in that, is that, how can you compare the two? Do you think you're going to like it more? Is that your favourite event? Um, I don't know. I think I'll like it more, because 200 is always, I believe 200 is the better event, but definitely it's going to be a little little boring because my friend's not there, (laughs) but it'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'm sure it will be. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the show. As I said, you have just finished racing in the 200 metres. Good luck with the final in the next couple of days. Congratulations on your gold and enjoy the rest of the Pacific Games. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. There we have it, Caleb Law, gold medalist, uh, Indigenous Australian there, member of the Waka Waka people, uh, and he will once again be competing in the 200 metres here in the Pacific Games as well. Oh, up next, I tell you, it's one gold to another. We are going to hear from the gold medal winning PNG mixed doubles tennis team coming up next. 24 countries bring their best to the Pacific Games 2023. And the team from ABC Radio Australia has got you covered. Tune in to Pacific Beat. Fresh off the field. And Nisha Daily. For every thrilling moment. Athlete interviews and behind the scenes chats. Tune in daily to catch all the action from Honiara. Find out more. abc.net.au slash Pacific. ABC Radio Australia. Yours for the Pacific Games. Oh, and we are just grabbing athletes off the track, off the tennis court. I'm now joined by some more gold medalists. They just won the mixed doubles in tennis. I've got Abigail Terry Apasai and Matthew Stubbings from PNG. Congratulations on your gold medal, guys. Thank you. Thanks very much. Uh, Abigail, we'll start with you. Now, this is not your first rodeo. You have participated in many Pacific Games. How did it feel to get a gold medal today? Um, I'm just so excited. I'm, in 2019, Maddie and I missed out on the mixed doubles finals, so this one was a great win, and I think we both played well the last two weeks, so I'm really, really happy, and it was even more special for me because I had my partner and my son here, so it's a different one for me. It's, I feel like it's 
yeah, really special. I remember hearing an interview from you on the show on Fresh Off the Field with Patricia Chiamo, uh, and she was asking about your preparations leading into it. And you had, you know, said you're a mother, you're coaching, you haven't really had time to do too much. And when you hit the ground running, you obviously found your groove when you got here. Yeah, I just, I really didn't know what to expect. Even my, you know, preparation coming into it wasn't um, what I wanted. So yeah, I didn't really have. I didn't know what to expect coming here, but ever since like my first smash, I just felt really good on the court, and my body's holding up. So, yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, and Matthew, the doubles partner, how was it for you out there? Was it the first time that you two have competed together? Uh, no, this is our second time uh, competing on court. Uh, we again, like I've said, in 2019 in Samoa, uh, we just missed out. We, we got the silver in, in the mix. Um, so coming into this one, yeah, we we're both pretty hungry to to, to write that, and, and we we're yeah super stoked to get that to get the gold medal. Matthew, how are you dealing with the conditions? I mean, everyone has to deal with it. We're here for the Pacific Games, but it is really hot, and I imagine it's a lot hotter on the tennis courts. Yeah, uh, yeah. How do you deal with that? No, it's definitely well, I think one of the hardest Pacific Games that we've that we've been a part of um, the heat the heat has been brutal but like you said everyone's in the same boat so um, yeah just a matter of getting through it and and you know we've got one day left so we've got to leave it all on the court tomorrow uh, Abigail I'll go back to you you said you've got your family here you've got your child and you've got your partner is this the first Pacific Games that they've been along with you um, yes and no um, 2019 was when I met my partner Alvin, <laughs> so I don't know if that counts, but as a family, yes, this is the first one. Yeah, We weren't sure if we were going to bring Luca or how it'll be, if it's going to affect me. Um, it hasn't been easy because he's been sick, but um, I think I've, we've done well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how does it feel having them when you win? You know, you don't have to call them up and tell them. They're there. How, yeah, no, I don't know. It was just... There were so many emotions going on. Like when Maddie and I finished, I just gave him a hug and I was like tearing up. I didn't know what to think, who to go to and all of that. But yeah, it's um, just really happy that they get to be here and they get to witness me. I think this is the first time Alvin has also watched me play um, in uh, an actual competition. So, yeah. Mm. Maddie, how long do you uh, and Abby train together leading into a Pacific Games or is it something where you just step off the plane say day, and then yeah, get we, into it? What we, we had four days or something in, in <laughs> yeah. PNG because I, I, um, I live and work down in Brisbane so Abby obviously lives and works up in Port Moresby so yeah the team got together four days prior to getting here and um, and yeah but look this is uh, this I mean Abby and I this is our third Pacific Games together I think fourth if you include a mini games in there as well so um, the team's had plenty of, plenty of years gelling together and um, yeah I think I think we're all we're all super supportive all um, super competitive so oh yeah once we step on court there's there's a mission at hand and, and yeah we're, we're all all chasing that same goal you mentioned that you're based in Brizzy uh, tell me about your connection to uh, Papua New Guinea yep. uh, so my mom's from Millen Bay uh, down at the, the, the tip of Papua New Guinea um, so I was actually born in Fiji um, while, while Dad was kind of from work over there, and then um, I did my early childhood and primary school sort of up in PNG, and then I moved down to boarding school in Australia um, for my secondary school and down there. But yeah, so so Mum's side is the is the PNG side of, of me, and then obviously got Dad's side back home in, in Brisbane. How proud are your parents of you representing PNG? Yeah, they love it. Um, Dad's been a PNG for 25 years. Um, he loves the country. Mum's obviously from there. She loves the country. So to, to be able to get a gold and and um, take it back home is, is awesome. Brilliant. Abby, I'm going to go back to you. Now, did you you have more tennis to come? What, what else have we got with you? Yeah, I have one more match tomorrow, the singles finals. 
finals. Yes. So that's the gold medal? That's the gold medal. Oh, yeah, match. Right. Yes. How are you feeling going into the gold medal match? I'm really excited. Um, like I said, I've been playing well this week. I've been feeling good. Today was a test, though, in my semifinal singles. The heat was the heat was heating and um, yeah so I definitely felt it a little bit in my second set I'm really glad I pulled through that so yeah it's going to be a, a challenge tomorrow it's 10am I believe so the sun, if the sun's out again it's, <laughs> I'm gonna, not only going to be battling you know the match I think the heat as well um, fingers crossed it rains till the night time and then we get a bit of night yeah. time tennis so. yeah. <laughs> yeah I know they should put it at night <laughs> anyways I'm very excited to to play the gold medal match yeah, yeah. Do, do they ever change the timings because of no they don't that was just wishful, wishful thinking, thinking was yeah. it <laughs> yeah unfortunately uh, Maddie I'll start with you uh, with this one what has been your highlight you know, I'm going to imagine it's a gold medal but of the Pacific Games here in Honiara um, yeah I mean obviously the gold medal is a ma- massive one um but I think our, our women's team put on a put on a show in the in the teams event. Um, coming across Abby, Abby obviously lead, leading the charge with a couple of juniors playing underneath her. Um, seeing the development of those juniors and how they how they grew as players over these two weeks. This is their first senior competition. Um, so as their teammate for the first time, so I couldn't be I couldn't be prouder of how they competed and how they played in that first week to then secure a bronze. Um, to have our number two player pull out a massive three-setter upset um, against the a Tongan girl who beat her just the day before um, pretty convincingly was an amazing show of character. So I think that was definitely one of the highlights of the tournament so far. Uh, Abby, I did mention that you do coaching. Are you coaching any of the players in your team? Yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> I, I coach a couple of them. Um, and when we have um, international tours and stuff like that, yeah, um, I travel with them as well. So I do spend a bit of time with them. And, yeah, I think that was also a special part of it for them to be here and for them to see their coach on the court. Um, you know, I'm always talking about certain things when I'm coaching. Um, so hopefully this is, gives them, you know, a different side of it where they can just actually watch me and get inspired that that way. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever compete against them? Have you ever competed them? No, actually, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you haven't had the chance to get a little bit mad at them for hitting a shot that you've taught them well actually there was one moment not a guy I didn't play against her but she came off a match and I was like when have I ever taught you that <laughs> yeah but you know I have to kind of you know like as much as I want to be a coach off, off the court with them too I kind of have to remember also that when we're here we're teammates so yeah, yeah just finding that boundary yeah yeah so you've got one more game tomorrow mm-hmm. that's the final for the gold medal that's yes. Abigail Maddie do you have anything else happening for the yeah, Pacific Games I've got the bronze medal playoff tomorrow oh. so yeah went down today in the semi-finals so I've got the bronze the bronze matchup tomorrow right all right well big day you've won the gold medal celebrate but not too hard because you've got a couple of games on tomorrow Thanks. thank you so much for your time today I really appreciate it uh, Papua New Guinean doubles mixed gold medalist here at the Pacific Games here in Honiara, Abigail Terry Apasai and Matthew Stubbings. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Up next, you'll meet the captains of the Samoa three-on-three basketball team. Join me, Hilda Wayne, for Sisters Let's Talk. I'll be interviewing incredible guests and discussing issues that are in the hearts and minds of Pacific women. You don't call yourself a comedian. Why, why is that? Yeah, I just wanted to show everyone that I'm just being myself. If I make you laugh, that's just me. I'm just I'm just making you laugh from being me. Tune in to Sisters Let's Talk Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. Live from the home of the Pacific Games Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off the Field.
So the basketball three-on-three kicks off this week at the Pacific Games here in Honiara. Uh, And I'm here with one of the athletes. You want to just introduce yourself, tell us your name and what you're doing here? Hi, my name is Olivia Hellman and I'm the captain for the Salmon Women's Basketball Team. Now you've already competed in the five-on-five and there's you. How many other players are competing in the three-on-three as well? There's four of us. We only get one sub. One sub? That sounds like it's going to be tough. Uh, How long are the games for three-on-three? I'm not sure. I think it's maybe 10 minutes, 12. So you have already competed in the five-on-five. How was that competition for you? I really enjoyed playing in it. Uh, It's just sad with with the outcome that we had. We're hoping – well, I really thought we were going to win, but God had other plans for us. (laughs) What were some of the positives? So you played some of the top teams competitive against Fiji. Uh, What were some of the positives that you took out of the five-on-five? I would say just getting to know the girls and making lifelong friendships and, yeah – so you mentioned that some of the girls, you're getting to know each other. How long did you only just meet when you arrived here? Did you know each other prior and were training together? What was the setup before you got here to the Pacific Games? Uh, we met in Queensland three days before we had to fly here to Solomon Islands. And I didn't know anybody. Oh, I, I knew two girls, but didn't really know them well. And we all just pretty much just got thrown in. Like, hey... What type of things do you do for team bonding to get to know each other? Did you do any social events or just play basketball? Uh, we pretty much had to share beds and we just met. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this is our team bonding. That's great. And we just went out to eat a few times and that was pretty much it. So do you think coming from playing in the five-on-five five with some of these girls, now coming into three-on-three, three, are you better gelled as a team, do you think? I'd hope so. (laughs) Just having, there was three of us that were here already and we've been able to get to know each other. It's just bringing the fourth one in. Mm -hmm. She knows the other girls, but I don't really know her that well. But we had a good night last night. We were laughing and joking around. And so I think we'll be fine. How important is it to get along with your teammates just to be able to read and understand each other off the court? How much does that help when you're playing on the court? Well, if they mess up, then it's easier just to get over it because, like, oh, I really like her. I'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. So you're based in Melbourne now, uh, but you, uh, you have lived and, and been to Samoa many times. Tell us about the last time you were in Samoa. Uh, I just went back there in May and I wanted to stay. I, I really want to just live there again. I had the most beautiful time. So relaxing. It's a simple life. I enjoy that life. Just beach, gym, laundry. Gym town laundry. <laughs> so you were visiting in May, but you lived there for a year. What were you doing there when you were living there? I was training um, for the last – oh, for get the games in New Caledonia. And, yeah, pretty much just trained every single day nearly. And I loved it. I loved the sweat. I love working out in the sun. Because you get a tan as well. Were you staying with family when you were there? You spoke about sleeping in the same beds with your teammates here to get to know them. Was it the true Samoan life when you went over there? Yeah, well, it was for some parts. Like I stayed with my auntie and then she had me like get up in the morning, pick up the rubbish off the ground, rake all the leaves off the rocks. And I'm like, I have to pick up every single leaf. 
And then I was like, I need to get out of here. So then I went to, like, we went to our team and we, had, we all the whole team stayed together. And it was, um, we had to do less chores, which was great. <laughs> so you said you were training for Pacific Games. So this isn't your first Pacific Games. Do you feel more experienced and more, more confident coming into these games? Uh, yes, I do, because I was only 17 or 18 and I had zero confidence and then now I'm on the other end and I'm 30 so (laughs) I'm a lot more confident now (laughs) I I know this is a radio interview but you cannot see Olivia you do not look 30 I I would anyway um okay so you've got the team here it's not your first Pacific Games you're going in confident you've got that experience how do you think you are going to finish up here for the three on three are we looking for a podium finish yeah, we want to win gold. <laughs> gold for Samoa. What would it mean for you to win gold and put that medal around your neck? Man, it'll be the best feeling in the world because I love my country. And I would, before I had a baby, I was like, I'd die for my country. But I got to live for my son now. So <laughs> I can't do that. But it's like, that's just how much I love Samoa and my people. Like, I love representing my country. I just, I want to put them on the map. It'll just be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do your parents think about you representing Samoa? How proud of you are they? Uh, I, I, I'd say they're proud. <laughs> my mum's always proud of me. And then my dad, I don't really tell him much. So he probably doesn't know I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, my mum is super proud. And you've got a men's team playing as well with Samoa. Do you guys go and support each other when you're not playing? Mm-hmm. We always do. I get, and it's also fun to like get out of the, the dorms or our jail cells <laughs> that we are staying in. <laughs> so any excuse to get out is great. But yeah, we always support each other. Uh, what has been some of the highlights for you during the Pacific Games outside of playing? You've obviously been playing a lot of sport here. I think just being around like-minded people, people that want to be better, do better and get better every single day. And there's always like purpose towards training. So we all want to win the gold, I guess. And that's what I love, just being around the same energy and meeting so many people from different parts of the world that you wouldn't if you never came to these games. Uh, Olivia, thanks so much for your time. All the best with your three-on-three and I wish you all the best for gold for Samoa. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field live from the 2023 Pacific Games. And I'm here now uh, having a chat to one of the captains of the team. Uh, If you could just introduce yourself, uh, tell me your name and what country you'll be representing. Tata uh, Falava, full names Ezra Bama Tufunga. I am the captain of the free and free team. We're proud to represent our country, Samoa. Ezra, you have been playing in the five on five and now you're coming into the three on three. Um, what were your thoughts after the five on five? Well, um, sadly, we didn't, you know, we all came here for one reason, and um, but we did get a chance to play full prize, but yeah, we didn't. So but hopefully we'll. Do it better in the freeze. It's, I guess it's kind of good that you've got a second chance that you can do it in another competition in the three-on-three. Three. Uh, do you have many players playing in both the five-on-five five and the three-on-three? Three? Uh, yes, uh, there's three of us that played in the fives, all locals from Samoa, and one that played in volleyball. I guess he was the captain in the 
their volleyball team, but now he's in our fridge, so... So he's playing, he played volleyball, he's coming and playing three on three now and he had an option to play another sport but he chose yours? Yes, exactly, because, um, you know, he could have played in the beach volleyball but, we, you know, things clash because we played at the same time so he chose us three on three. So. Hopefully he's chosen well and then you guys can take home a medal so make it all worth it. I'm sure it's all worth it no matter what. <laughs> uh, so tell me about growing up in Samoa. What was basketball like there? What is it like there? Is it very big? Well, um, yeah, I was born and raised there in Samoa, and um, I'm an LDS. Yeah, so basically, most basketballs are from the LDS in Samoa. It's not really, but right now it's growing, and I'm appreciating everything the everyone that has done the basketball. But I think it's just the expenses and. Is this your first Pacific Games or have you represented Samoa? Well, this is my fourth actually. Yeah. I was chosen 2011 in New Delhi, then um, PNG, and the last one we hosted uh, in the 2019. So. so, your fourth Pacific Games, which one has been your favourite up until now and why was it your favourite Pacific Games? Well, um, Personally, as an athlete, I, I guess every SPG was my favorite. You know, coming there knowing that I'm representing my country and hoping to keep everything I caught on the on the floor. You had a home Pacific Games. Surely that made a bit of a difference, having all the home crowd and family cheering for you. What was it like playing in front of Samoans for Pacific Games? Well, it was you know a place to play in our crowns and with the crowd cheering. Yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't playing in the fives. The last SPG, I only played in the threes. So, but we won a bronze medal from there, which is you know good achievement. What would it mean to you to win another medal here at the Pacific Games in Honiara? Well, that would be such you know great accomplishment, like for an athlete. Yeah, we had a 2017 Mini Pacific. We want cold from there, free and free, so hopefully we could get another one here. How long have you been playing basketball? Has it been your number one sport? Well, yeah, I've been playing basketball ever since you know I was so young, and it's something that I have passion in. Well, I, I grew up with a, in a family that they love sports. My my dad and his siblings, you know, they love basketball and volley. It was great watching them and growing up. In a community where it's good, we got good uh, grounds and uh, good facilities, yeah, playgrounds like basketball courts. Yeah, we always play there from childhood. Yeah. Well, that's great. It sounds like you've grown up with your family supporting you and playing basketball. I have no doubt they're very proud of you and they'll be watching on keenly and hopefully you can get a medal in the three-on-three. Thank you so much for your time, Ezra, and good luck for the three-on-three basketball. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Live from the home of the Pacific Games, Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off the Field. Oh, there we have it. The two captains of Samoa's basketball three-on-three, three, Olivia Howman, captain of the women, and Ezra Tolfunga, the captain of the men's team there. Now, the Samoan men today in the three-on-three, three, they beat the Marshall Islands and they lost to PNG. The girls lost their opener to... F- to Fiji and have two games tomorrow versus Solomon Islands and the Cook Islands and I have another guest who is joining me a little bit longer this time because you will have 
heard of this person. She has co-hosted Fresh Off the Field multiple times. She is here working at the Pacific Games and I've managed to wrangle her on just for a little bit in between her commentary work and she's commentating on many, many events. All right, enough of me talking about her. It's Finau, Bully Bully, Bulla Finau. Bulla Bobby, thank you for having me here. Of course, it's good to finally meet you face to face because we have co-hosts together, I've hosted you, uh, interviewed you. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Now, you've been here for about three weeks. What are you doing whilst you're here at the Pacific Games? So we're here with the uh, ABC ID, International Development uh, Team, arm of ABC, uh, to support the Solomon Island Broadcast Corporation, which is the local broadcaster, uh, yes, to deliver the games around, around the country. Uh, so we're supporting them in terms of uh, commentary and mobile journalism, you know, creating content uh, for their online, uh, for news and every other uh, radio content as, as well. One of the things you're covering is the track and field. I heard loud roars and cheers coming from the National Stadium. I was interviewing someone, trying not to get distracted, but I was distracted. Do you know what happened in there? You are, as I said, commentating and seeing some of the results. Yes, there was the 200-metre um, uh, heats that were happening. The men's tournament meter heat, and in, in the final uh, event, in the final heats, the heat five, Solomon Islands, Haga, he won that event, and you know, it definitely got the crowds uh, up on their feet and cheering him on. Ah, oh, how so tell, <laughs> you are working on the track and field. What are some of the other events that you're commentating on as well? Well, last week I was working with the swimming and uh, the swimming uh, sport and uh, football. But uh, with SIBC, we're focused on, on sports where the Solomon athletes, so that's what we're taking around the country. And this week, I've been positioned with athletics. Oh, do you have a favourite to commentate on? Um, not really. I, I enjoy, you know, like uh, athletes come here, they prepare so well, and I think, you know, we're part of the game. I feel like, uh, you know, you're part of the development. And so it's important that you also bring that, uh, you know, the commentary aspect when you are commentating uh, so that viewers can also enjoy, you know, whether it's through TV or through radio, that they must also enjoy. And commentary is part of that, a big part of, of sports. What has the atmosphere been like over the three weeks that you've been here? We're in day nine of the Pacific Games here in Honiara. How have you felt the experience has been for you? Well, firstly, it's hot and humid, like everyone else has felt, but I know I'm not the one to complain. I'm the one sitting on the stand. <laughs> I'll stop complaining then. (laughs) But uh, yes, it's been great. I think, uh, I mean, personally for me, Pacific Games is always one of my favourite. It's not just an event where we celebrate the best athletes and, you know, from around the Pacific. It's a celebration where we come and celebrate them, but it's also a celebration of cultures and our diversity here in the Pacific. And that's why for me, it's, it's unique and it's important. Having it in the Solomon Islands, how big a difference does it make to the Solomon Island athletes playing on home soil? Oh, it's 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 for them. They're definitely proud. You know, when you interview them, they it's, it's a historic moment. It's the first for the Solomon Islands, and you know, when you you see them participating out there, and you get the the crowd is behind them and cheering them on, it means a lot. And you know, just to get everyone um, here on home soil, when you speak to them, there's a lot of pride, and at least they can showcase what they have, the cultures, and all of that. So it's um, it's really significant for the Solomon Islands, and yes, we are actually enjoying every every moment. The people are really friendly, and you know, just uh, it's. Um, yeah, despite the heat, you know, everyone's enjoying it, everyone's climatised, so it's nice. Yeah, we're all slowly acclimatising. I'm talking about myself slowly acclimatising. <laughs> Have you had a favourite moment in the game so far yet? And if so, what, what was it? 
Uh, yes, yesterday um, we've had the, the uh, ambulance and um, wheelchair races in the 100 meters, and it was great to see the Solomon Island uh, athletics team, you know, pulling away with a lot of medals in, in that event and just going down there, taking the photo and interviewing them and getting to know the story behind the struggles in this event and to finish on the podium. I think I think it's the stories behind these athletes that for me is, is um, it's beautiful to capture. Uh, you know, yes, everyone is writing about the gold medals and who's the you know who's breaking records. But I think um, everyone comes to this game with different stories, especially in the Pacific. And, and to interview the para athletes and to see the struggles that they came through and finish on the podium in front of the home crowd—that for me was special. Oh, that's incredible yeah. to hear. And how important is it having? people with a disability able to participate in the Pacific Games in multiple events? I think it's important. It, it, it shows that, you know, the Pacific Game itself is unique in that sense that it is very inclusive and, you know, and it's celebration of everything, not just our cultures, like you said, with, you know, with the para-athletes also participating, having a chance, you know, to be, to be at a big event. You know, usually they don't get that support, but here in the Pacific Games, you know, they're, they're participating in front of that whole, you know, the big, huge crowd that they don't usually get. And that, for me, is important. It shows that we are growing, you know, that, that mindsets and societal is, is slowly changing. And it, for me, it's a, uh, it's a positive, you know, and we, we're growing for, moving forward with that. I think it's you're so correct in saying that you know it's not just about the gold medals. There's so many stories behind people and how they got here, and it's important to share those stories as well. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at some of the other results from the track and field. So we had the 100 meter finals last night in the men. Australia got the first and second with 21, uh, sorry, 20 year old Samoan Johnny Key getting the bronze medal. I was in the stands at the time, and the Samoans cheered loudly. Were you working last night? Yes, I was. Yes, I was indeed. And well, it was going to be a special one in anyway because we knew that a new spring king was going to be crowned, you know, with Mbanu Vitamakawadoro from Fiji. He's held 100 and 200 uh, medals, gold medal for three consecutive uh, Pacific Games building up to this. So there was going to be a new king and, you know, that's why the battle was on for it. Yeah, the women's was on last night as well. Australia's Georgia Harris won with PNG and Guam winning silver and bronze. Once again, hearing those Pacific Island nations, we were sitting in amongst the Guam team and they went off. Was it what you were expecting with the results in both the men's and women's? Yes, absolutely. I think watching the hits, we knew who the favourites were. Uh, but I think, you know, with Australia and New Zealand also participating here, it... Um, it brings, it lifts the standard of competition with our Pacific athletes. Uh, you know, they know what level you have to be at to, you know, to grow. And, you know, for some of the um, Australian, New Zealand, Tasmanian uh, neighbours that, you know, they've uh, participated in high competition. So bringing that experience into the Pacific Games and running with some of Pacific athletes, that's the kind of experience we need that our athletes to run again so that they can learn. They know what they need to go to the next level. Yeah. I've heard that from a couple of athletes, actually. Uh, in the women's ambulance race, New Caledonia won gold and the local Solomon Islander sprinter... Jemina Otua won silver, who you mentioned, and Nevan athlete Marceline Molly won bronze as well. That was, was that to be expected with the results as well? Yes, it was unique as well in that case with the New Caledonia because, um, you know, like like I said, running in front with Emily, they, they have their various disabilities mm. and all that. And I, everyone in the crowd, irrespective of what uh, nation you were representing, what flag you had, everyone stood up and cheered for them. And that was beautiful to see. That was really beautiful to see. Yeah, it was awesome, wasn't it? And just seeing them hug afterwards, they all came together as well, all of the competitors. The men ambulant, uh, New Caledonia won gold and bronze with the PNG sprinter Stephen Abraham, who won silver again. Once again, uh, 
to be expected and the crowd getting behind them all? Yes, absolutely. And like I mentioned, you know, uh, the Blue Ribbon event for athletics is, is the one, the most, one of the most, if not the most anticipated event. And to have them there while everyone, you know, is waiting for the 100 meter Blue Ribbon for a new king uh, to be crowned and they, you know, have, have their, uh, their event presented, it's, 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 uh, it shows that, you know, the organization around uh, the sport is inclusive of them and that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, for now, today I was at the netball and I met a solo super fan. Let's hear how our chat went in just a sec. Join me, Jacob Simil McQuire, for Nisha Daily, a two-hour morning program every weekday on ABC Radio Australia. Nisha Daily connects the Pacific with entertaining interviews, compelling chats, and a splash of island music. We focus on all the interesting and inspiring stories from our people right across the Pacific. Nisha Daily, weekday mornings from 7 o'clock PNG time, right here on ABC Radio Australia. Live from the home of the Pacific Games, Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off the Field. Just here at Friendship Hall. Solomon Islands are about to take on Samoa in the netball. It's getting started. It's gone quiet all of a sudden. Everyone's very excited. Anticipation. Here we go. Solomon Islands going to start with the ball in the netball. Samoan goal shooter gets the first goal of the game here at Friendship Hall. I'm sitting here with a big Solomon Islands fan. She's a netballer herself, Hazel. How are you enjoying the game so far? Uh, so far, so good. We're cheering our girls, so yeah, hope for a close score. <laughs> I saw you sitting up the front cheering nice and loud. I hope I can't distract you too much. Uh, how long have you been playing netball? Um, for a few years, two, three years, uh, goal defence. So um, some of my um, teammates are playing for our club, so yeah, cheering them on today. So who are some of your favourite players? I assume they're your teammates. What are their names? So Daphne Maninero, she's the goal shooter, and um, one's on reserve, Angie. Uh, how long have these girls been training together? Are they all local girls from the Solomons? Um, most of them are local girls. I think two are overseas players, so the W, the wing attack, and one's on reserve are Australian-based. So, yeah, it's exciting to see um, our Australian-based play as well. Yeah. As a netballer, how exciting is it to come and support the Solomons playing in the Pacific Games? Um, it's exciting because it's our first time to host the Games, so... On home ground, that's uh, yeah. It's different from playing overseas, so yeah. <laughs> it makes it different having the uh, the local crowd, like people like yourself, cheering and screaming on the sidelines. Yeah, it's the first time for you know to have a bigger crowd support the team as well. So yeah, it's exciting. What, have you checked out some other sports? For the Pacific Games, I know you are a netballer, but there's yeah. so much going on. What yeah. else have you seen? Um, so athletics yesterday and soccer as well and boxing. So it's been good so far. <laughs> and we've still got another week to go. Uh, you're going to see some more netball, no doubt. What else have you got on for the rest of the day? Yeah, so um, I think netball just for today, but I have tickets for Friday and uh, Saturday for the finals. So soccer and hopefully netball finals. Whichever team wins, gets to the final. <laughs> and do you come to the games by yourself? Do you have family? Yes, I have family. My mom's in the back. And I think some of my cousins are somewhere up in the stand. 
What do you think is going to happen in the game today? Samoa, one of the top teams ranked in the world. Um, how do you think the Solomons are going to go against them? Um, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, yay! So um, the Samoans are really good as well. They have gotten more scores in the first quarter, but Solomon Islands looks like they're still getting used to the you know, hype and the height. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one thing to make use of their height there, yeah, so... <laughs> Well, Solomon's just got two goals in a row in a row then, so that's looking good. Look, I'll let you get back to supporting the team, but it was lovely to speak to you, Hazel, and enjoy the rest of the games. Likewise, you too. Have a nice day. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games. Oh, so that game ended. I was there. Samoa defeated the Solomons 87-19. Some of the other games were on. PNG absolutely smashed Vanuatu. It was 98-13. Fiji had a big win over Norfolk Island, 93-15. So the Fiji Pearls are undefeated and will finish on top of their pool. Uh, Niue defeated Vanuatu. So they were both looking for the win in this game after two losses. Niue got the win, 59-28. And the Cook Islands versus Tonga is happening right now. And we'll hopefully going to speak to one of the Cook Island and netballers after the news. So keep an eye out on that. Now, I'm still joined by Finau Bully Bully. And Finau, for those who don't know, she played football for Fiji. She was also the first Fijian referee to officiate a FIFA Women's World Cup. And now she's behind the mic and she's commentating on the football. You've experienced all aspects of a Pacific Games. Uh, what is your favourite? Playing, commentating, officiating? I think um, every every step builds up to the next. I would not be a good referee if I didn't play because that would help me understand, you know, the tactical system. And after refereeing and playing, obviously that that strength and experience is helping me in commentary. Uh, so I've enjoyed every part of it. Mm. And like I said, I think every experience I've had has led on to the next opportunity. It's wonderful to be able to have that rounded experience coming into each role. What do other uh, referees think of you commentating them? I think it opens up their mind that it's also an opportunity. I think when we look at commentary, it's usually, you know, like former players, former coaches. But I, I, yeah. I'm sitting in the commentary box and I feel like, you know, referees do make, make good commentators. Absolutely. Uh, and you're here today. You've commentated some of the football whilst you've been here for the Pacific Games. Yes, How absolutely. That? With the SIBC team, uh, we've been broadcasting the Solomon Islands uh, football uh, uh, um, matches. Mm. And uh, that's been great. The team that's here from S- uh, from ABCID, uh, all the women, um, all the participants that participated at the World Cup. So it's a it's a cohort of females, and for me that is great uh, because here in the Pacific, you know, uh, women's commentary is a new space, and. Um, I think it speaks uh, for diversity and the need for inclusivity in the commentary box and in uh, sports media in general. Lulu was on last night, Lulu Laris, one of the co-hosts, and she's from Bougainville and said that there were no other women working in media in Bougainville. So it's wonderful that we've got women like yourselves leading the way and being role models for other people. Uh, What would you say is the biggest sport that the Solomons are getting behind here at the Pacific Games? Absolutely, football, it's yeah. always their sport and with their men just qualifying uh, yesterday, beating the Fiji team, unfortunately for me, <laughs> but yeah, they beat the Fiji team, but it's great to see you know, them in their favourite sport, they've qualified for the finals, so they'll definitely be, be behind them. 
but yes, you know, they've, they have a big contingent here at the Pacific Games and they've been represented in the finals, you know, in, in almost all the sports. So it's, it's great to see all the fans out distributed amongst all the venues. Wonderful. Well, for now, I know you've got lots to get to. You've got the track and field happening and throughout the week here at the Pacific Games. But thank you so much for dropping by. I appreciate having you on. Thank you, Bobby. Nice having you here. Thank you. All right. Up next, I headed out to the beach volleyball. It was stinking hot conditions. The sand was like walking on a barbecue. 35 degrees. I chatted to two athletes from the Northern Mariana Beach volleyball team to hear their story after a big win over Tonga. We'll hear that next. Join me, Rick Howe, on Island Music for the finest in ska, rocksteady, roots, dub, sizzling dancehall and all the hottest releases from around the Pacific. Hi, I'm Ronnie Kareni from Sorong Samurai and you're listening to Island Music. My name is Tierney from Tetanio Takara and you're listening to Island Music. Join me, Rick Howe, on Island Music. Saturdays, 12pm PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. On ABC Radio Australia, you're listening to Fresh Off The Field live from the 2023 Pacific Games. Here at the men's volleyball, uh, men's beach volleyball and Northern Mariana Islands have defeated Tonga in the round games, defeated them two sets to nil. I have got both of those players here with me now. I'll just get you to introduce yourself, say your full name. Uh, Andrew Johnson. Logan Mister. All right. And Logan, I believe, is your father the coach and has played in many, many Pacific games. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I also played with him once in Samoa, so it was a father-son duo. How did you go? Uh, We got eliminated pretty early in the match, yeah. Whose fault was that, yours or his? Uh, I'd say it's both of us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm setting you up to throw your dad under the bus. Uh, Now, really hot conditions out there today. Uh, How did it feel for you out there? Uh, Yeah, it was definitely hot, very humid. Uh, but we played earlier this year in Thailand in April, and that was a lot worse than this. Uh, so that kind of got us prepped for this kind of weather. Uh, and just coming into the round games, how are you uh, expecting to go throughout the Pacific Games? Uh, we're thinking we're going to do pretty well. Um, we're trying to get first in our pool right now, so we played against Palau and Tonga. And now we're hoping to get a win against Vanuatu later tonight. Uh, so tell me about Northern Mariana Islands. Did you grow up there? What's your connection yeah, so I was born and raised there. Uh, I actually moved to California when I was 18 to attend college uh, overseas, and I've been playing volleyball there since. Uh, but I go back and visit my parents about every year. Can you describe what it's like over there for those people that are listening that have never been there? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to explain. It's almost like a, a little Hawaii. Uh, I guess that would be a good way to put it. There's definitely not as much uh, commercial businesses out there, a lot of like mom-and-pop shops. But yeah, just like a small Hawaii, I would say. Uh, Logan, how have the Pacific Games been for you, the experience? When did you land here? We got here about four days ago and prepped for our competition. And so far, so so good, honestly. Um, it's been a little hot in the village, but got a fan now and it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not too bad at all, yeah. Is it a luxury, that's what I'm hearing, if you get a fan in the village? Yes, fans are definitely a luxury here. So you've mentioned that you have played in hot conditions in other countries. What would you say is the most difficult place that you've had to compete in condition-wise? Definitely Thailand. Yeah, Yeah, it was so bad. Um, There were a couple times where I thought I might pass out, but, you know, we we pushed through and uh, battled the other teams. Didn't do as well as we've done in other tournaments because of the weather, Um, but it was a great learning experience. And, I mean, just walking across the sand, it's boiling hot. How do you go out there playing a full game of beach volleyball do they do anything to make it a little bit easier for you 
Yeah, they wash down the quartz with water just to cool it off a little bit. But in California, it's actually a lot worse because this sand's pretty white, so it reflects the, the heat. Uh, but in California, the sand's pretty dark, so sometimes we actually have to wear socks when we play. Just because it's so hot, you'll get blisters. Yeah. Logan, have you checked out any of the other sports, or you, you haven't had a chance? You've just been prepping for your actual games. Uh, we watched some hockey, some track. Uh, have you had any highlights since being in the Solomon Islands? Is this the first time you've been here, Andrew? Yeah, this is the first time we've both been here. Yeah. Um, it's been a great experience, like meeting the other teams and, uh, you know, connecting with them and making friends. Um, but hopefully that'll come later down the road when we're, you know, shooting for the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some of the stronger teams that are pe- competing in the Pacific Games? Uh, Logan? Uh, so we got Vanuatu, who we actually played in the finals of the last Pacific Games. And then there's like Tahiti, Australia, and I would say Tuvalu and PNG are also very solid. And who else is part of your team in NMI? You've got women's teams? Uh, we don't have a women's beach team here. There was one in the mini games, uh, but they just couldn't make it out this year. So is it just the two of you that are competing in the men's beach volleyball? Yes, that's correct. Wonderful. And what other teams, most of the countries are coming across with many other sports that they're competing in what else is nmi competing in we got track and field swimming uh (laughs) triathlon bodybuilding people can't see this at home but we're getting a beautiful uh what do you say charades or demonstration uh that andrew's giving here of the weightlifting one we've got a gold uh actually in track weightlifting we got a bronze in uh bodybuilding a bunch of others that i don't know off the top of my head uh, but one of our friends, Tanya Tan, actually set a record uh, during the 5K, which was really cool to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys, you have another game tonight, is that right? Yes, and that's against Vanuatu, who we played against in the finals of the Pacific Mini Games. So what do you do in between games? Go to the AC, uh, drink a lot of water, stretch out a little bit, just try to rest. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> is it a little bit cooler in the evening or it just stays the same, Logan? It's a lot better in the evening. I'm looking forward to the 7 p.m. game. I think the weather will be pretty nice. All right, so we've got a good game happening tonight. Congratulations on your win today, and good luck for the rest of the competition. Thank you so much. Thank you. Live from the home of the Pacific Games, Honiara, you're listening to Fresh Off the Field. There we have it, Andrew and Logan from Northern Mariana Beach Volleyball Men's Team. Uh, I've sent Declan up to the National Stadium because I want to know what the hell people are cheering about. Declan, can you hear me in the National Stadium? Oh, I got you loud and clear (laughs) and it is bustling in here. So that crowd we heard before have stuck around and they're watching some long-distance running. Bobby, these athletes in here, these men that are running laps, I think they do 12 and a half laps in the 5,000 metre, so they are exhausted, but the crowd's cheering them on. And the crowd are managing to cheer every lap as they come past? I mean, that sounds exhausting in itself. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's certainly exhausting. I know which position I'd rather be in. Uh, It's sitting down in the shade. The the stadium is now, um, luckily, bathed in shade. The sun's gone dead. Oh. That's what happens with live radio. It looks like we've lost you there, Declan, but he is up there in the National Stadium. We'll keep you updated to everything that is happening here in Honiara. Honiara. Uh, I've got lots of people that are walking up the steps because, of course, the athletics is still goes on tonight for another hour and a half. So we've got lots of people heading in there now. We've got athletes, yes, giving us a wave, yes. Looks like Tonga. Is it Tonga? Yeah, there we go. Australia, Australia, Tonga, there we go. Wonderful. Uh, Look, all right, stick around. After the news, you're going to hear from one of the most successful kayakers at these games, and they're coming from Tahiti. That is coming up after the news very soon.
ABC Radio Australia. This is Fresh Off The Field. The sporting spirit of the Pacific. Yes, welcome back to Fresh Off The Field. I'm your host, Bobby McCumber. We are live from Honiara next to the National Stadium. We have had so many athletes walking past and then coming on the mic. And during the news, I saw veteran Solomon Islands weightlifter Jen Lee Winnie. She took out three gold medals for the Solomon Islands on day one. And I just had to get her on. Welcome to the show, Jen Lee. Thank you. Oh, how was it? So you, you, how many events did you have and when were they on? Uh, weightlifting was on on the first day, Monday on the 20th, and I compete on the first day, so it's all done. All done. You didn't have to wait around or get nervous or anything. You got to do it all in one day. And three gold medals. How did that feel doing that on home soil in front of your friends and family? Well, that day was an emotional day because I was competing in front of the families and friends and all the Solomon Island citizens. So it was a great moment and also the medal was presented by our Prime Minister. So it, was, it will be a legacy for me. I read in an article that your, I believe it was your mother said, that it was the first time that she'd seen you race that wasn't on TV. Yes, my mum was there and my family, my sisters, my aunties, <laughs> yeah. Everyone there supporting you. How many Pacific Games have you competed in, Jenly? Uh, I've been competing in, uh, this will be my fourth and mini game, fourth uh, mini game and four Commonwealth Games and two Olympic Games. Oh, wow. And are we going to be seeing you performing at more Pacific Games in the future or what have you got coming up? Uh, I have a competition in um, Qatar on the 5th and I'll be leaving uh, probably on Saturday. And this will be uh, a last competition before Christmas. So, and then next year I'll be competing again. So, this will be the last uh, Pacific game. Oh, well, it's so wonderful to see that you could do your last Pacific Games here in front of a home crowd. Other than competing, what have been some of the highlights for you here in Honiara? Well, uh, I haven't been uh, watching much um, games. just uh, yesterday I went and uh, helped out with the powerlifting and see great achievement from powerlifting and yeah uh, that's the only uh, event I went to and today I went to see the basketball because my son was playing for the three-on-three basketball team so yeah. How did he go? Uh, They lost uh, on the first and second game today but it's good to be watching my son playing on the home ground, yeah. Absolutely. Is that the first time you and your son have competed in a Pacific Games together? Yes, of course. Oh, that is brilliant. Oh, and how is that feeling when he got selected, knowing that you would, you know, be competing together at the Pacific Games, knowing that it could be your last one? It sounds like a fairy tale ending. Yeah, uh, I am happy because he's in the team for the Solomon Island and... It will be my last Pacific game and we in the team together. So, like, it's a great thing to have Sun competing in the Pacific game also. Oh, it is a great thing that I saw you and we grabbed you to have a chat because I've read all about you and it's so wonderful to have you here on the show. I did stop you from getting some food, so I will let you go. Uh, but thank you so much, Jen Lee, an absolute icon of weightlifting in here in the world, but an icon here in the Solomon Islands. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much and you're welcome. Oh, there we have it. Three-time gold medalist for the Solomon Islands. It's all happening and look, soon we are going to meet one of the Cook Islander Nepals who's just played Tonga.
Tune in to Pacific Beat for all the latest news from around the Pacific region. This is a chance for world leaders to really commit to ending TB by 2030. Pacific Beat features interviews with leaders, newsmakers and the people who make the Pacific Beat. Minimum wages in Vanuatu are quite low. There's been a big number of workers leaving. Pacific Beat, weekdays at 6am and 3pm PNG time on ABC Radio Australia. Thank you. I love it. You've just sat down. You've just finished playing a game of netball. You've got the Cook Islanders play. Curly, I'll get you to introduce yourself. Tell me what position you play on the Cook Island netball team. Oh my gosh, honestly, I'm so nervous. Oh, no, I was trying to get, fine. I was like, girls, you should be going, you're the captains. <laughs> I'm just a mama. <laughs> you're a mama. No, no, I'm, I'm the oldest one in the crowds, in the group, so. Oh, why I'm so shy. <laughs> Now, you right. have just played uh, a game of netball against Tonga. Uh, introduce yourself, your full name, and tell me what position you play on the netball court. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Curly Dadipo. I play goal attack, goal shoot for the Cook Island side. Yeah. Goal attack, goal shooter. From what I know about netball, that is one of the most important positions on the court. Um, how did you go today uh, against Tonga? Yeah, so unfortunately for us, we went down to, to Tonga. Tonga just came out. Um, yeah, and uh, they led from the start, from the first quarter, and ended the, the, the game on a high. So for us, we went down. So what that means is I think we, we've missed out on the, um, on the semi-finals playoff uh, because I believe Tonga and um, PNG are the top two in our pool. Right. What was it like playing Tonga? They are ranked eighth in the world. Obviously, you know, one of the stronger teams here at the Pacific Games. What was it like out there? Oh, I, you know, it's, it was an incredible game. Um, you know, for, for myself, um, and I think from my perspective, to play against a classy team like Tonga is, is, an, is a wonderful experience. But not only that, it's, it's you're going against the best. And of course, and as you said, that, you know, they're, they're ranking in the world now. Um, and to be able to play against the best is, is a wonderful feeling. But it also tests, um, tests the caliber of of what we've got in terms of um, you know the Nepal Cook Islands at the moment so yeah tough team oh absolutely yeah. uh, tell me how you got into Nepal in the first place Curly <laughs> oh gosh yeah got a bit of a story but um, I debuted in 2003 my last games was 2013 so I had a 10 year break and I've just come back into the fold this year and for me it's a blessing um, yeah uh, absolutely blessed to be part of this team and to be here in Honiara what, what made you come back into the team into yeah after 10 years yeah well um, you know I, there are a lot of people that said hey give it a go and, and I thought to myself well let me just see you know what I can do and um, I'll back myself and, and just give it a go and if I get in it's a bonus and uh, for me yeah it was hard to it was actually hard to to accept it the first uh, you know the first time because like I've been away for a long time um, international netball has changed so much but I am absolutely thrilled to be here in this position in this season yeah when did the Cook Island netball team come together uh, to start preparing for the Pacific Games? Uh, yeah. So for us, we began this year, so it's a total new team from the 2019 gold medalist team, so um, we've got three of the girls that from the previous team, so we've got a young side, which is really good, so I think for me, um, moving forward is that we've got a lot of young players that have experienced Pacific Games, and there's only so much more for them to come, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm actually excited for all of them. Uh, you mentioned at the start, you joked and you laughed, and you said you're the mama <laughs> of the team, but with such a young side, do you feel like you are looking after these young athletes? Oh, absolutely, but you know what, these are awesome bunch of um, young girls
Carlos. And for me, uh, being a seasoned player, I, I, it's a privilege for me to be amongst these young players because you know age is only a number, and to be able to train with them is um, is a fantastic you know um, experience because what it does is it pushes for me as an older player. It pushes me to you know to keep going and try and keep up with these young ones. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of um, love for these girls. How important is that bond off the court? to you know help you perform together when you're on the court um oh i think it's absolutely important off the court because what happens is transitions onto court as well but the beauty about this team is we're resilient everyone gets along with each other we know each other and um we're all from home so we all play different um in different clubs and it's it's an absolute um blessing to be here and to you know just to be able to mold these girls and be amongst these girls is a wonderful experience what has been what have been some of the highlights for you during the Pacific Games? The atmosphere, the crowd, the other sports. What have been some of the highlights for you? Um, for me, is actually seeing our young ones be part of Pacific Games, uh, but also being able to experience the high caliber of netball, you know, in the international arena. But also seeing our young ones come here for the first time to a Pacific Games. We've got about four or five girls who are under the age of 21 in this national side, so a bright future for them. For me, also one of the highlights for me was I got my 50th cap, international cap, yesterday. Yay. Yeah, against PNG. I mean, it would have been nice to win, but I tell you what, to be able to get 50 caps for my country is an absolute honour. And to be able to do this with, with my team is fantastic. So I wouldn't have done it without them. And I, you know, for me, it's like, oh, thank you, ladies. This yeah. is wonderful. But the people have been amazing. It's been so good to see all the different countries participate in netball. But, um, you know, and to also see Solomon Islands be part of it, because 2003, I debuted then and Solomon Islands was the first country that I played you know uh, played against back in Fiji so yeah lots I mean lots of things it's just seeing all these young players come up and for me the future is bright for Cook Islands netball. So 50 caps for your country first of all congratulations tell me about some of the other places that you have competed in internationally whilst representing Cook Islands. Yeah so I've been to a few South Pacific Games Pacific Games but also been to World Champs in Jamaica um, a while back but also been to Commonwealth games in um, New Delhi, India. So for me, I've, you know, I've experienced a lot of good things for netball and netball's taken me around the, uh, you know, around the world and I'm absolutely grateful for it. So sports is amazing, but netball is also an amazing sport to be part of. Yeah. I mean, the temperatures here have been so hot. I imagine it would have been very hot in India as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, what have been the toughest conditions that you've ever had to play in with netball? Um, look, I think we're, we're actually very fortunate to be able to play indoors, you know, as opposed to all our brothers and sisters who get to play outside, like mm-hmm. touch and, you know, and rugby league and all of that stuff. So for us, we've been very fortunate to be able to play inside. Yes, it's hot, but it is what it is. You know, there's fans in there. And one of the things that we as athletes, are, you know, you're trained to just you've got to just go with the flow, you know. Um, and at the end of the day is we've got a netball court, and that's the important thing, and we've got a team to play against. So, yeah. Uh, good thing about the Pacific Games, there are multiple sports with the one country, so you kind of get behind each other in other sports when you're not competing. What are some of the other sports that you've cheered for the Solomon Islands? Uh, no, sorry, the Cook Islands. Yeah, well, for us, we've been very fortunate to come in early, so what that meant was we were able to go out and support our codes. So, um, you know, our rugby league sevens, men's and women's, um, and also the basketballers, and yeah, it's been we've been very blessed to be able to do that prior to our game starting. So um, you know, for us, it's it, 
you hardly get to do that at games because you know when you're in competition everything is just all about the competition but because we've come earlier it's been wonderful to go out there and cheer all our um, brothers and sisters from Team Cook Islands yeah. so yeah and how was it uh, I heard on the radio one of our roving reporters was watching the netball and had a chat with your Prime Minister oh yes how was that having that's the Prime awesome, Minister eh? watching you play oh no nah, that's wonderful I mean you know for, for any country to get their Prime Minister visit so for us we're very blessed that um, you know uh, our Prime Minister and his wife Daphne turned up to our camp and it was wonderful we got to sing our national anthem and you know when the anthem is sung there's so much pride you know that everyone you know resonates and uh, yeah now nah, they, they're here and it's awesome to have the support all the way from the top isn't that wonderful yeah. so for Team Cook Islands it's a wonderful blessing oh, was this the first time that he had watched you play um, so he came to watch us yesterday so yeah I mean oh, we love it I mean you know any any of the supporters too eh? it's been amazing but yeah having your Prime Minister there is extra special oh, <laughs> one of the things he did say was it was like watching rugby league out there yeah, said yeah, yeah. it was pretty rough yeah well um, you know I think nipple has changed you know they say it's a non-contact sport really I think it needs to be looked at but yeah I mean there's lots of argy-bargy and of course you know um, there, there's a lot of physicality but you know you, there, there are so many strong nipplers out there and people just go out there and just pl- you just give it your best and that's really what it is and that's why we have umpires to control the game but yeah nipple has just gone like so many levels up you know so yeah nah that's good I love nipple and I think that's why I came back crazy but you know what? I love it yeah relishing the moment oh so you should Curly it sounds like well 50 caps you are relishing the moment yeah. are we going to see you at another Pacific Games oh we will wait and see but if it's not as a player or an athlete it possibly could be in the management team I don't know I mean you know that's a long way ahead but otherwise I'm going to enjoy the rest of this you know of the Pacific Games with um, the rest of our team but also with Team Cook Islands so, oh yes. wonderful Curly you have been such a joy to have on the show I know you said you were nervous but I'm so glad that you warmed into that and you told some beautiful stories because you've got an incredible story yourself so Curly thank you so much for your time on Fresh Off the Field. Yeah. Uh, Up next you're going to hear from one of the most successful kayakers at the games. She won two gold already in the teams and individual 500 metre kayak. Her name is Iloha Eshen. She grew up in Tahiti. Let's hear her story in a moment. Tune in to SBS Samoa News on ABC Radio Australia. SBS Samoa News features independent news and stories connecting you to life in Australia and Samoan-speaking Australians by our friends at SBS Australia. SBS Samoa News. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays at 6.05am Samoan time for one hour of news in the Samoan language on ABC Radio Australia. You're listening to Fresh Off The Field, live from the Solomon Islands and the Pacific Games. I'm down here at Va'a and I've had one of our competitors here. If you could just introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and what event you competed in. Hi, my name is Iloha Eshen and I am come from Tahiti uh, and I live in France too. Yeah, uh, I've been kayaking like six months ago so I'm usually a V1 and V6 paddler and I jump into the kayak for the this Pacific game because it's a, a new new activity so it's nice to have it and we won our race uh, today. What were the conditions like out there? It seems like it's windy. Is that something that you're used to? Was it harder today? Uh, this morning was perfect. Very quiet, like uh, not that bad and windy and the waves but this afternoon... It becomes tough, but it was good. It better to make it in the other way, but <laughs> hope that in the long distance we will have uh, good condition. 
So tell us about where you're based and how did you get here to the Pacific Games? Um, so I'm based in the both because I'm make my study in France and I start working there so I used paddle there half of the year and I'm living I'm born in Wahine so I'm living in Tahiti too my parents stayed there and I make the selection in Tahiti for the Pacific game because France is not allowed to participate so and how was it traveling here did you have to get any more than two planes boats how did you get here yeah, we have two planes, but it's not that bad coming from here. We have only a nine-hour flight, so it's not that bad coming. It's worse to go to France <laughs> than to Honiara. Uh, what have your preparations been like? Do you train in Tahiti leading into the Pacific Games? Uh, my first part of the year, I train for V1 because I have the World Championship in V1 to compete. And so most of the time I was in V1 and V6 race and I, jump, I just jumped into the kayak two months ago. <laughs> but oh, my body was prepared to paddle, but I had to figure out on my technique in kayak. That's not the same. And have you been to a Pacific Games before or is this your first one? No, it's my first Pacific Games. So it's first Pacific Games, first activity. So it's nice. Nice combo. What has been the vibe for you? How long have you been here and what's the atmosphere been like around your village? We just arrived yesterday, so very quick, very quick, but it seems to be like very friendly and lovely. Uh, we are here for six days, so we leave in on Monday. So we have plenty of time after the race because I think we finish on Thursday, so we have uh, plenty of time to visit the island after. And what competition do you have outside of the Pacific Games? Once you've finished here, what's next for you? Um, it's quite the, the end of the of the race, but I have some small race in Tahiti. We have Viper Race. It's make the tour, uh, the round of the island of Rayatea. And big race on today. Uh, there is two-day race, and after that, there is a small race in my island, Huahine. So only small race for fun. So tell me, have you been boats in boats your whole life, or is it something that you started in Tahiti? I started paddling in Tahiti at the age of 10 with my first canoe, and after that, I have my first team at uh, 13. So most of the time, it was short race along the coast, like traditional ones. So very great like power between the, the the guys were on the beach were like yelling so good atmosphere that's my first experience in Va'a and I keep going even if I go to France I find like in Paris there is guys paddling on the river in Paris so I say wow they're crazy but I jump into the, the canoe and I say okay can I come paddle with you so I find the same same team building in France too so I keep paddling too and how did you get into it? Did someone invite you to come and paddle or were your parents or family involved? What was the first thing that got you into a boat? Uh, my father is like, is like a champion in the, in the V6 man, but he's not pushing me that hard. It's just because we have, I have a lot of friend, girlfriend going on the, onto the sport. They say, oh, come with us. But at the beginning, I really don't really like paddle. It was hard and stuff, and the coach was not very nice, <laughs> like pushing us very hard. But there is good friendship between girls, so we say, okay, keep going. And after that, we start to have good feeling and love training. And now it's like love training, love it when it's hard and stuff. It's all worth it when you come to the Pacific Games, and you could possibly go home with a gold. So thank you for your time. All the best with your next races. Thank you. Thank you. This is Fresh Off The Field, live from the 2023 Pacific Games on ABC Radio Australia.
Oh, there we have it. Iloha Eshin. Uh, a couple of gold medals there and got some more races coming up as well. As we are speaking, I can see the legs running up the stairs to the National Stadium and that is, once again, my field reporter slash producer, Declan, is running into the stadium. He's going to tell us what's happening inside there at the moment. It was a hot, hot day and the sun has gone down, the clouds are coming over and it is just starting to get a bit of a cool breeze which I'm sure the athletes are appreciating in there, about to run. I'm appreciating it, and I'm just sitting down in front of a microphone. But Declan, can you hear me inside the National Stadium? Yeah, I've got you, but I'm also out of breath now after running up those stairs. It's about, for people who are listening in, it's about, what do you reckon, 50 stairs, and I've sprinted up, and I'm looking yeah. at the athletes running around the, uh, around the track, and I feel a bit unfit all of a sudden. It is. It is honestly like the scene of Rocky, the start of the movie, running up. That's how many stairs you have run. But you know what? Rocky was doing it in the winter. He had a hoodie on. You're in shorts and a T-shirt. You're sweating it out. Uh, But I'm glad you're up there. Thank you for taking the time, Declan. Hopefully this ramble has given you a chance to get your breath. Now tell me what's happening in there. Thank you for the Rocky comparison as well. Obviously, I've got the upper body pretty identical to Rocky. So in here, that crowd is still here and they're all... Well, they're waving flags, they're also waving fans because it's still pretty steamy. Like you said, the sun's going down, but there's a race happening at the moment, the 5,000-metre women's. So as I said before, it's like 12 and a half laps, and there's a couple of packs of runners um, which have just passed, including the Solomon Island runners, so she just got a big cheer. Um, And then there's a bit of a lull at the moment as they head towards the outer side of the track. Oh, and I imagine there is a big contingent of the Solomon Islands fans that are there. What other nations are standing out that you can see lots of colours? Is Kiribati in there, Fiji? Who can you see in front of you? Do you want the good news or the bad news, Bobby? I can't see any Kiribati uh, fans here. Mm. I'm sure they're hidden away, but no flag waving. I can see some Fiji okay. flags, so many Solomon Island flags. I've got some Papua yes. New Guinea flags. Um, the Tahitians are out in force as well. There's a Tahitian in this race by the look of it. So, look, lots of different Pacific Island nations. In fact, the Solomon Island runner has just come past the finish line to, to continue on to her next lap. So she's got a big round of applause. Oh, and the heat has dropped, I, was, I would say dramatically. It is still very hot. But do you think that's going to make a difference of people coming in and supporting or people coming in no matter what? I mean, if you live in the Solomon Islands, this is probably cold, right? The last week or so, we've been told that it was 38 degrees. It's dropped to the mid-20s. So I reckon this is quite cool in here, Bobby. And as I've said that, the high jump is also taking place, which is always really cool at track and field when the 5,000-metre runners are doing laps. And then when they get a little gap, the high jumpers are like, cool, it's your turn to go. And they cross over the racetrack and do their high jump. So, yeah, it's busy. And this is all happening on the big screen, so everyone in the crowd don't miss a moment? Yeah, it's all up on the big screen. There's lots of photographers. Uh, A lot of the fans who are sitting down have sort of stood up as well. So I haven't done the numbers, but we must be nearing the end of the 5,000 metre. It's still pretty tight. Uh, And in fact, one of the runners looks like they're catching one of the leaders. It is... It's going to be a tight finish. Lots of medals up on the rest of the night as well. We've got so much action to look forward to, and I think a lot of the people in here will be sticking around.
Yeah, absolutely. We've still got an hour left of track and field. Finau was on the show earlier. She's doing some commentary there as well. So people are still moving in there and there's going to be lots to see, uh, if not at the end of that race, but plenty more for the rest of the evening. Declan, thank you yeah. so much for your time in there. Appreciate the live cross. Oh, no worries. And as I say that, a Fijian high jumper has run across the track and cleared the high jump. <laughs> Big cheer from the Fijians. He's pumped. I'll throw it back to you, Bobby. I have to quickly ask you, is his run up to the high jump starting from the other side of the track? Did he stop? So he, he starts from about lane four, which means he has to wait for the runners to pass. And then he has to kind of get into his rhythm, get into his zone, into his routine. So he stood there in lane four, breathing deeply. And then he approached his run up and he was uh, off his left foot, unlike a lot of people. So he made it in time. No traffic, cra no crashes on the course. <laughs> Oh, that is brilliant. I love how they're working cohesion with one another. Uh, speaking of which, you and me, Declan, we're absolutely nailing this live cross. Thank you so much for the news up there. Great to have your inside. Too good, Bobby. Oh, there you have it. Look, we have had a massive show. You know, we book athletes to come on the show and then we just grab them. Either way, they're here, you're hearing from them and it's an absolute cracker of a show. So a big thank you to all of our guests that were here live and also those guests that I went out and saw at the beach volleyball and at the netball and at the tennis. Great to have you all on the show. Uh, we will be back. We will be back again on Thursday and Friday, fresh off the field, live from Honiara here at the Pacific Games. We'll see you tomorrow.